Road Cycling. If road cycling is your new hobby and you want to be better informed to get more out of it, then this is the place for you. I'm Lexi Rose and thanks for joining me. In this episode, we're going to talk a bit about cycling clubs, group cycling and some of the cycling organisations. Um, I know I'm failing miserably to get these podcasts out when I say I will, but I'm still here and still going and am extremely grateful to those of you who have been in touch with lovely comments to keep me going. Um, you know who you are and I thank you. So yeah, let's get stuck into uh, clubs and groups then. So firstly, while Cycle Bean and Ricky Road Cycling is mostly about giving you the knowledge and the confidence to get out there yourself... There's no denying that a bit of company, particularly on a longer ride and when the weather starts to turn, well, a bit of company can often be very welcome. And of course, there are several advantages of joining a club. The social aspect is one of them, a major factor actually for some people. It can be nice to cycle with people and to explore new roads that otherwise you may not know about. Coffee and cake is another big part of cycling for some people too. Um, I would include myself in that. It's great to chat to like-minded cyclists over a cuppa, either mid-ride or post-ride. And it's fun to compare notes and you can learn and pick up tips, which is another bonus. And some people love the club kit, uh, love that added sense of belonging. Most clubs will let you ride with them a few times before you need to commit and sign up with club membership. But even then, it's never usually a big fee. I think around £20 or £30 for a standard annual adult membership, which is a pretty good deal. There are many different types of clubs out there, from big clubs with hundreds of members down to very small clubs that may be relatively recently set up. The bigger the club, generally the wider varieties of cyclists they cater for. Some clubs will be extremely welcoming for all abilities, whilst others may be more set up for cyclists who are a bit more serious and who want to do training sessions and racing. But this is usually pretty easy to work out from their website or just sending an email to the club and inquiring. Even though I now live in London, uh, Bath Cycling Club is still my main club, or my so-called first claim club, which is really only a term that's relevant if you're racing for a club and accumulating points. Um, Bath is a pretty big club and has been around for a long time. Um, They cater for almost all abilities, from real newbies to very successful racers and everything in between. Uh, They do weekday rides and Saturday and Sunday rides, a whole mixture, and this is typical of big clubs. And in these tricky Covid times, they've worked really hard to organise rides in small groups and take account of people's ability, people's preferred distances, as well as often booking ahead to organise cafe stops. So massive kudos to the people who have sorted that out. And of course, that applies to cycling clubs across the country and, well, indeed, across the world. As more people have turned to cycling as their form of exercise and form of escape and well-being, clubs and indeed cycling shops and other organisations have done a great job of helping people keep on cycling. Another good thing about club membership is, well, was um, organised trips away. In fact, just before Covid really took hold, back in February, I went away to Spain with Bath Cycling Club. About 30 of us went of uh, fairly mixed abilities. If you've never been cycling outside the UK in somewhere like Spain or France, well, it's highly recommended. Many reasons, but the first couple that spring to mind are the smooth road surfaces and the kind and patient drivers, and of course the better weather. Anyway, I won't go on about it because obviously that sort of thing is off the cards at the moment. 
Something that will be pretty different when joining a club and cycling with them is that you'll need to develop good group riding etiquette. Basically learning the hand signals and using them. So the main ones are to warn if you're slowing or stopping and to signal if you're turning. But of course you would be doing that anyway solo cycling to warn motorists. Um, You'd also signal if there's an obstruction in your path like a parked car and you're moving out slightly to avoid it. Needless to say, you also need to signal if there's potholes or humps in the road. So there's really about four main ones that are very easy to learn and worth knowing. Sometimes, and particularly in the case of holes in the road, or when you suddenly need to slow or stop, you'll see it or realise or be warned so late that there's not enough time to warn with hand signals. Uh, And in that case, you can shout it out instead, so like slowing or hole or whatever. Other signals that are communicated verbally are when there's a car nearby, something you would only really do on the back lanes or on very quiet roads when there aren't many cars around, otherwise obviously it would be assumed that there's going to be cars. Uh, So when you see a car ahead of you coming towards you, you would say car down. The person riding the back should make the group aware of cars approaching from behind and say car up, and then obviously this message is repeated up the group. And sometimes that's followed by saying coming through if the car is then passing. The car up, car down is sometimes confusing and people say the opposite. They think car up should be used when the car is up ahead. But generally car up is used when the car is behind. Uh, Some people use car back instead of car up, which is actually a bit more intuitive and a bit more helpful, I think. Anyway, not really a right or a wrong, just helps to know that some groups and cyclists use different things. Oh, and something else on this, something I still forget myself actually, when you're moving into the side so a car can get past, not to immediately move out once the car has passed. Why? Well, because there may be two or more cars, so to be careful of that. Also, other things to think about, like etiquette with taking turns on the front, Sometimes the person leading your ride will do most of the riding on the front, especially if it's a shorter ride or it's for beginners, Um, but not always. So it's good etiquette to take it in turns to put the effort in on the front, especially if it's a bit windy out there or you're cycling into the rain. When you're new to cycling in a group and cycling in close proximity, it's good to err on the side of caution in terms of distance from the rider in front of you. Um, That said, you should quite quickly find that you get the hang of it and get used to the hand signals and cycling close to someone. But a good distance from the rider in front of you is about 30 centimetres or about one foot for you imperialists. Um, Also, I would say that if you feel a bit uncomfortable riding that close, then just offset yourself slightly from the rider in front. I mean, that's not bad practice anyway, but depending on their line and position that road, you'll either decide to move out a bit or in a bit towards the curb, just slightly, just enough so you're not right on their wheel line. Now, of course, in an ideal world, all that would be fine, but you'll come across riders who are better at riding in groups than others. You'll find some who are not great at hand signals, who only occasionally warn you of potholes, um, and others who point out every little imperfection in the tarmac, and that can be annoying too wondering what you're being warned about and if it's really worth repeating the hand signal back down the line. You'll also find riders who are a bit erratic, they'll start to maybe lose the wheel in front of them and then suddenly put in an effort to catch up, which then leaves you having to do the same and that can be frustrating. 
Okay, so another thing, mudguards. If it's been raining or generally if you're later on in autumn and into winter, it's good practice to at least put on a rear mudguard um, to protect the rider behind you. You can get a pretty decent sort of clip on mudguards that are quick and easy to fit. Um, That's what I use. My preference over those mudguards that actually need fitting in a more fixed and sort of semi-permanent way. The clip-on ones use a sort of rubber cable tie um, that ties onto the seat stays uh, and it actually provides a pretty good and stable fit. Okay, so how do you find cycling groups? You can obviously just do a bit of googling. The British Cycling website will have most clubs listed, but not all. Um, You can just search by your area as well. Uh, They have something like, I think, 15 or 1600 clubs and teams listed, so you should find something suitable and nearby. I've mentioned British Cycling on previous podcasts as well. They're a useful source of other general cycling information, um, and many countries will have their own equivalents. Uh, We've talked about British Cycling in the safety and insurance podcasts, and they also have information on events and courses, on GB cycling, and just general information on how to get more involved. Another organisation or charity, um, that's Cycling UK. Again, there are benefits of membership like British Cycling, um, such as discounts on insurance and discounts at certain bike stores. Uh, They offer, again, information on rides and events, also routes and tips for beginners and information about cycling campaigns. Um, Cycling UK is actually the trading name of what used to be CTC or Cyclists Touring Club, which some of you may have heard of. Okay, something else. There's an organisation or a group called Breeze, um, which was a big programme to get more women into cycling. It's actually part of British Cycling, and you can find more information at letsride.co.uk. And it just relies on volunteers who organise bike rides for women in their local areas. Then there are other organisations such as London Cycling Campaign who work to improve cycling in London and tackle issues such as cycle lanes, cycling safety, pollution, congestion, um, also bicycle theft. And they just work generally to make cycling in our city better and more accessible for everybody. And of course, other cities will have their own organisations that do that. In another example, I noticed recently that Transport for London are offering a cycling skills course. You can learn either online or one-to-one with an instructor. And the lessons include everything from the basics through to improving skills at complex junctions or in heavy traffic and also cycling at night. So sorry, that was all a bit UK and a bit London centric. Um, but it's just to give you a flavour of what's out there. And of course, many countries and other cities will have their own equivalents. So then briefly to summarise, there are many different types of clubs out there. There are many benefits of joining a club and having the option of joining a group ride when you want to. Inquire with the club before turning up just to check what ride would be suitable for your ability. When you ride in a group, make sure you know a bit about riding etiquette and hand signalling. There are many types of other organisations for cycling out there, so have a look at what's going on in your country and in your local area. Of course, having said all that, depending on where you are in the world right now, social riding may or may not be restricted. 
And if it is, well, it's nice just to get together a bit of a plan for social riding for when you can do that again. And of course, in the meantime, all the more important to be self-sufficient, uh, what Cycle Bean is all about. Me? Well, I managed one ride with the new London club before we now go into another lockdown, but it's nice to know that they'll be there and I will ride with them again, hopefully before too long. Well, that's it for this episode. Don't forget to tune in to the next podcast, which will be on tools and maintenance. So thanks for listening. Hope you've got something to take away. Don't forget to tell people, share our love for cycling. Please follow us on Facebook and Instagram, and you can also find us on LinkedIn and, of course, the website cyclebean.cc. Stay safe, rookie roadies. See you next time.